sorry I'm I'm late. Oh no worries, I realized I forgot to put it in my microphone. Oh, okay. You're still coming across beautifully, honestly. Thanks. Yeah. Looking good looking good, feeling good, right? Yes. It's the it's the maybe next time way. Oh yes. If you got it, flaunt it. Um well, Simon, I think it's about time we welcome our listeners back. Are you doing it just this time? Uh, no, I think you do it better. Why don't you do it? Well, I think you do it better. Okay. okay. Uh, no, I mean, I can do it. I'm happy to do it. Love to do it. All right. Welcome no, no. back to another episode of <laughs> Maybe Next Time. I'm your host, William Boo, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, I'll take you to my last dance. <laughs> oh, so germane, Simon, so germane. Um, we are here as we are each and every unrelenting week to bring you and yours, hopefully. Hopefully this is like a, a family gathering around uh, a speaker sort of event for you and, and your loved ones where you, you listen to us in a group because it's right, right now, call. right now, more than anything, connecting with loved ones is the most important thing. That's right. It's got to keep you sane. Um, it's got to keep you sane. <laughs> Speaking of keeping uh, ourselves sane, I just poured <laughs> myself a, a beer here. I saw that. Um, dog, please don't whine this whole show. Uh, all right. So we are back, as we are, each and every week to talk all things Nets Nation. And um, what that will mean this week will be a celebration a little late to the party for uh, May the 4th be with you, a holiday near and dear to Simon <laughs> and my hearts. That's right. Uh, um, <laughs> honestly, I'm sure I, I, I'm told it has existed for a long time. I don't know how long. Do you know how long? The origin? 1977? No, but I know Hillary was appalled that you didn't know about it. Uh, so I think it's, yeah, it must be many years. I, I mean, is there something that's, that you do on it? Uh, or is it just like a generalized celebration of the fact that Star Wars is a thing that exists? I don't know. I don't know. So there's not like a traditional. There's not like your. There's not a uh, an analogous like eggnog for Fourth of. <laughs> not May not the 4th that I know of. Um. Okay. All right. All right. We can delve more into that later uh, because, yeah. like, so much of what we're discussing <laughs> these days, it's hyper relevant to the nets. Yes. Um, we're. We got other things to discuss. We got a big old mailbag. Honestly, I'm, my back's a little sore from carrying this thing around all week, but <laughs> we'll get to it. We've got a menu to review. We, as, as listeners no doubt will recall, we took a pretty deep dive into um, the poster child for um, <clears throat> malappropriation of emergency funds, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> Yes. Uh, you know, as as despicable as as their efforts to um, take much needed money that could have gone to obviously businesses more in need than them. 
I I walked away from that reading of the menu genuinely enchanted with with their offerings. Yes, William. They say no uh, press is bad press, <laughs> and that is no more true than uh, than with Ruth's Chris. Old Ruth's Chris. Uh, all right. Well, Simon, it's good to see you. I mean, good to see you digitally. Actually, yeah, right. Your your Skype window actually is is uh, obscured for me at the moment, honestly. So oh, I don't. Really? Yeah, I don't see you. I've got because I've got the the uh, Garage Band and my my notes up. So I see. The window of you. Let me see. I think I can get it. Do you think if I leave, like, like I'm just noticing that my Zoom app is technically open, um, but it's not. I'm not actively meeting. Do you think Zoom is one of those companies that is perpetually recording you if their app is open? <laughs> well, the idea that there are some that do and some that don't is very quaint. But uh, right, no, but, I noticed yes, this. I, I noticed this insane thing when I was like going through some apps the other day, which was like, you have to go into on an iPhone, you have to go into every app and turn off this thing that is automatically turned on that's that allows Siri to quote unquote learn from the app while you yep. use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that you're apparently just automatically opted into. And there's, uh, there's no, like, as far as I could tell, universal, like, stop that thing. Right. Sure. Um, so I got to, you know, s- scroll through dozens and dozens of apps turning that off. Um, the only one that wasn't weirdly automatically turned on for that was that house party app that you were so paranoid about. <laughs> yeah, well... If you give people the option on house party, uh, you know they'll they might people might take it, and that's that's not an option that house party is willing to um, to supply. House party, house party. Um, for some reason, I have this uh, that the the life is a funny funny thing going through my head now. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Uh. <laughs> sneaking up on you. It's got a way of sneaking up on you. Is that not Alanis Morissette? It is Alanis Morissette. It is Alanis. Okay, because I thought I was singing that, and I was convinced it was Alanis Morissette, and someone telling me it wasn't, but it must be a different, similar song. It definitely is. Yes, uh, on the the legendary Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, classic, classic album. Uh, an album I have genuine nostalgia for, unlike Star Wars, which we will talk about uh, <laughs> later in the show. Okay. I'll save my, my, my vitriol for, for then. Um, Simon, I wanted to talk to you quickly. This is a surprise question. Uh-oh, okay. Just to get, get the conversation going, you know, sort of a, a Zoom icebreaker, if you will. Yes. Uh, the NBA, as you as you are aware, <clears throat> is contemplating all sorts of schemes to try to get the season back on track. Uh-huh. Now, I don't want to have a full-on conversation about what all those possible schemes are because there are other basketball podcasts that surely have more actual insight because they talk to people in the actual league. Um, uh-huh. So I don't need, think we need to speculate about when, if it might come back, when it might come back, how it might look when it comes back. But one idea that's floated around a lot is the idea of the bubble, 
Bubble yes. City. Uh, the big ones thrown around are like Vegas or now increasingly Epcot Center in, in mm-hmm. sunny Orlando. Yes. Um, and I wanted to ask you, Simon, if you had to get bubble quarantined in uh-huh. a city, any yes. city, yeah. uh, where, where would you like it to be? New Orleans. <laughs> Thank you for asking. But New Orleans is a city extremely similar to New York in that all the good parts of it are sort of oh, ruined you mean right by now. The, I, I thought you meant just like if you had to be in one city for like an indeterminate amount of time. Right. Like and just you didn't know it, when you were gonna get to leave. No, I think no, but I think you're right. No, that's fair, because if they're bubbling you in there, they're gonna make sure it's safe, no one's coming in, no one's coming out. So whoever's there is is in it. They're they're okay. Uh, so you're right. New Orleans is a great answer. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Who would you what take with you? you? Who would I take with me? Yeah. Hillary and I'd leave Dave. No, we would <laughs> never be able to leave Dave. <laughs> we won't leave Dave. Yeah, we won't leave. I can't. That's one of those uh, those comments that works better when you're in my apartment, um, at least a block <laughs> away from Hillary, than when she <laughs> is feet oh. away. I thought Hillary was engrossed in work, but I guess not. (laughs) Hi, Hillary. (laughs) Anyway, New Orleans. You know who's coming. (laughs) And it ain't Dave. It's just not a good cat city. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Um, So... Simon, another hot topic. Yes, hit me with it. The Last Dance. Yes. Her- heard of it? <laughs> uh, Last Dance, documentary about the Bulls, about mostly about Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, it's like the only thing happening in sports, so people are obsessed with it, and every podcast does some last dance retake uh, hot takes and recaps and this that and the other thing um simon i thought we should each roll out our last dance hot take we're not going to discuss the show you've probably watched it you've probably heard other people talk about it we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty uh, for one, Simon hasn't seen a single second of it, as far as I, Not as far as I know. Not one second. <laughs> I have watched it all, although the last time I watched it, I was having connectivity problems, so right. um, I almost lost a computer in the process of watching it. Uh, still need to buy some compensatory chocolates or something for the thing. But... <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's fine. You know, it's the only thing on right now. It's sort of a hagiography to Jordan. Everyone loves him. He's the best ever. Blah, 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 blah. Um, what's your last dance hot take as someone who's never seen it, Simon? My hot take. Um, I think that it remi- it, it sort of makes me re- – the fact that it is happening – makes me reminisce for the days like the last days of Jordan playing, which for me uh, involved me uh, finally breaking my parents down um, over many years to allow me to purchase with their money, of course, 
Michael Jordan's like shoes of the day. Okay. And I was so excited and, you know, whatever related. And within like a couple weeks, like they already started to fall apart. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He it was a more uh, flash over substance for Jordan in those days. Anyway, and uh, like the parts where you pl- you like sew in you you like the little eyelets for the um, shoelaces. Like yeah. one of them or two of them had started to like just pop off. So anyway, <laughs> that that's what I remember. Uh, there's actually a pretty funny part of the movie where Jordan's playing his last game or what he thinks is going to be his last game at Madison Square Garden. And so he as like an homage to his career and himself, I guess, um, decides to play the game in the Jordan ones. That mm. was like the, you know, his first shoe, the ones he first played in when he first played his his first game at the Garden. And he says by halftime, his feet were just bleeding horribly. And then <laughs> at the, at the, in the post-game interview, the first thing he says about his own shoes is I – mean, they didn't ask him about his shoes. like, hey, great game. Like, how do you feel? He's like, I got to get these shoes off. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there are they, – they are certainly a stylish kick. But I think yeah. some of them probably uh, played a little better than others. Yeah. For practical purposes. Great takeaway, though, of, of Yieldy Jordan. Um, <clears throat> for me, the thing I would like to happen, that obviously it won't, but if I could live the rest of my life, Simon, without hearing the Bulls breaking up compared to the Beatles breaking up again, <laughs> I think I would be a substantially happier person. <laughs> I've heard that minimum four times on podcasts over the last three or four weeks. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> are, are those boomers saying it? It's probably people younger than boomers. Uh, it It's, it's a mix. It's been, okay. a, it's been anyone from like, uh, People approximately our age to pe- to people like David Aldridge or something like that. David Aldridge is, I think, was one of the first progenitors of the idea of an, of analogizing it to the Beatles. Mm. But it's 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 sort of like now the the de facto <laughs> analogy that everyone seems to fall on or lean on when talking about them. Um. All right, so we've done our last dance take. We've done our bubble talk. And now, Simon, as far as I'm concerned, the only place left to go, it's in a corner, is <laughs> way over there in the corner. Mm-hmm. Could you set us up with a little music? Katie's Corner. So Katie's Corner, once again, folks, slams face first. In the headline of the week, <laughs> quote, God bless you, Simon. Thank you. Um, or do you, do you prefer God bless you so that, or, or achoo? <laughs> achoo, I think, is just the onomatopoeia Oh, for okay. Oh, wait, no. Gazoomtite. 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 Oh. No, honestly, I prefer God bless you. The, to gazoomtite? To anything. To anything, God bless you. <laughs> yeah, it's not often that you're told you're 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 told to be blessed, right? Right. 
I mean, very, very infrequently in this secular hellhole <laughs> that I that I find myself in. On, on, uh, you know, that's not my idea, but right, right, right. That's where I am. That's where we're all condemned. Yeah, that. Um, right, we watched Bombshell last night. Ooh. One little subject and, um, I'm thinking of Margaret Roby's character as we talk um, sarcastically yeah. about the the need for more faith in this secular world. <laughs> I thought she I thought she was amazing in that movie. Um, yes, I didn't I didn't love the the love the movie by by any any means, but <laughs> I thought Margaret Roby was a fantastic uh, fantastic in her role. Yeah. Well, do you know <clears throat> Megan Kelly? Like, do you, are you familiar with her? I mean, yeah, I I know that she, I yes. And okay. how how similar Charlize right. looked to that's her. That's what I was going to say cuz yeah. I I mean, I'm kind of over the Charlize Theron, you know, makeup looks like someone else thing. I don't know. Okay. I I don't are you a big Charlize fan? Huge Charlize fan. Are you fan, a monster head? I also, no, I've never seen Monster. Um <laughs> But Hillary pointed out on our walk back, I think, from seeing that movie, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, you you like Margot Robbie, like you think she's a good actress, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, because I'm, I guess I'm, like, I'm, I was like, oh yeah, and she's in this movie, and 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 um, and I was like, what's she been in lately? And Hillary was like, she was in this movie, um, so I don't really. She's one of the folks that I, I just don't recognize. Um, uh, Julia, um, Julia, God, what is her name? She's in Hunger Games. Um, Jennifer. Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar with that. I, I J-Law, Simon. So J-Law. Like. Yeah, J-Law, yeah. Anyway, yes. Um, right. Um yeah, anyway, I don't know where I was going. That, that yeah. was it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Charlize Theron, Margaret Roby, J-Law. If you want to talk any of those three actresses, you've come to the right podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. All right. So we're in, I mean, it'd be hard. It'd be understandable if you'd forgotten what corner we were in, because we have gone <laughs> yeah. on a bit of a <laughs> tangent here. But we are in... We are squarely in KD's corner, meeting yeah. meeting face first headline of the week, and I'm just going to read it out to you, Simon, without Give further ado. Me, okay? Give it to me, baby. <laughs> Is there a softening on the prospects for a Kevin Durant return this season? Yeah, is there? So this is discussed. This has been discussed. This got picked up because Sean Marks mentioned it in a, uh, in a Kiwi cast he was on. And because literally nothing else is happening in sports other than the Jordan documentary and talking about the bubble, uh, yes. which we have, uh, you know, covered ourselves here. Uh, this got picked up by a lot of national podcasts. Yes. Um, we've talked about it countless times and, uh, frankly, I don't know anything. (laughs) We have no insider information. He might come back. He might not come back. I think it's highly dependent on whether, how long it takes before the season comes back. But Simon, what do you, what I, I do have, I do have an opinion about the matter in general. 
if you Hit me with if it. you don't mind. All right. Um, my position is this. I think that we need to delay KD and Kyrie playing together for as long as humanly possible. Because for me, in my mind at this point, the second that KD and Kyrie begin to actually play on the court as nets together, a clock begins to tick, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that clock is ticking down to the moment when those two realize they don't like playing with each other anymore. And it's going to be, it's, I, I, I can't, I mean, I can't foretell exactly how long it's going to be, but suffice it to say that it, it is, it's going to be for a limited time and it's going to impl- explode at some point. So we need to milk that time for as much as it's worth. So if, if we can delay that clock starting to tick until next season, I am perfectly good with that. Like we don't need we don't need for them to come back and say like get absolutely stomped by Toronto or something and then all off season talk about like oh this is a terrible pairing blah 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 and just let that fester and and uh, you know metastasize and 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 threaten their chemistry coming together next season I, I want to just kick it down the road because game one of those two on the court. It's it's just it's the beginning of the end, right? Well, I so I I I am more worried. I think that is definitely a concern, but um, but I would say that is secondary for me to the concern that when Kevin Durant comes back, we all have to kind of like swallow our expectations and say, okay, it's time to recalibrate. He's not going to be the player that we knew, you know. Um, and for right now, as long as he remains an idea as opposed to a real person playing basketball, you can imagine him. You can just watch clips of him on the Warriors um, or, you know, Oklahoma City and just think, wow, this guy is going to be a net. Um, I do think, William, I don't know what you think about this, but I have come to the opinion and I, I sort of said this. The last time Ian Eagle said something, but he, he has once again come out and, and, and been very forceful on this. And I, I, I wonder what you think, because I think that Ian Eagle is basically like a vice presidential candidate here or a surrogate. For, you you're talking for, like a Tim Kaine? Uh, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking more like a Dick Cheney, and what I mean by that is, he is the bulldog. He is the one who goes out and says things that the candidate himself, that the presidential candidate cannot say. He gets in the dirt. He goes in the muck because there's no way that Iron Eagle says anything, particularly about Kevin Durant, such someone who is so, um, you know, sensitive and such a big part of this franchise right now. Um, without checking with Nets Brass. And yet he is by far the most outspoken on these things. Like most recently he told Mike Francesa physically, I think he's ready to go. There's been a debate as to whether he could play if the NBA season came back. I think he could. I think the team is downplaying it because that's what they need to do. Um, and so to me, I think that is the Nets organization's attempt to apply, you know, light, scared pressure, admittedly very scared of Kevin Durant still, but trying to apply a little pressure and say like, look, we know you're physically okay to play. Mm -hmm. 
But it sounds like I would agree with you. It sounds like he's probably physically physically ready to go. Uh, yeah. But it sounds like both of us are, are are maybe hoping he he holds off till next season. Yeah, is that uh, fair? To, is that fair to to say that that's the maybe net time, maybe Nets time position on this issue? I think that's fair to say. We're a house united. Yes. Okay, just like Hillary and Tim Kaine. <laughs> that was a good pick. That, <laughs> that was an unstoppable tandem. You can talk about some of her missteps, but you cannot. <laughs> You cannot say that was not a well thought out and beautifully executed pit. Oh man, we got Virginia for sure. Lost by ten points. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I don't think we need to get too derailed by the <laughs> the memory of Tim Kane, but it is fun to say his name out loud and to. Probably be the first time any of the, our listeners have heard his name for four years, I'd imagine. Yes. The Kane, the Kane man, not a lie, does not get a lot of headlines these days. <laughs> Usually it's because he's shoveling money at Wall Street and helping Republicans to water down an already unbelievably weak regulatory structure. <laughs> <laughs> and telling dad jokes. Right. Right. Oh, my God. He might not be the one we wanted, but he's the one we needed, Simon. Yes, absolutely. Whether we knew it (laughs) when we voted or not. All right. Let's hit up the mailbag because I got to get this thing off my back. Unless, unless, Simon, and this is, you know, (laughs) we're all news starved here, but this is, uh, this is a hard one, I think, for anyone to care about. Joe Harris having been injured before the hiatus that wasn't reported at the time. Yes, a little silver linings <laughs> playbook. Uh, hey, another J-Law masterpiece, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, but we don't need to, I mean, there's nothing to say about that. I'm glad he's, he's healthy. Yes, I. You know what? Stay well. Be healthy. Be health. Be well. Be well. Stay healthy. Is that the the common Can salutation the now? I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like in the first few days that was like uh, that was how everyone signed off an email oh, at my okay. work. It's like be well, stay healthy, or something like that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think maybe we should have more more. Uh, conversation on this show dedicated to salutations email salutations both professional and personal um what do you go with on a on a on a typical business salutation email uh well first i you you have to remind me is salutation the sign off that's a sign off okay i don't really have a sign off you do is it like you don't do a best or no uh, what about a thanks? I, I, I usually will. I'm usually asking for something, and so it's usually like a thank you, or you know. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I tend to go with thanks in general, but I have noticed that I, I made a, a, a switch during Corona Town, uh, and I and I do a talk soon. 
talk soon. A okay. talk soon, because it gives it's sort of, you know, intimate. It suggests that you know the future is not not totally bleak. Well, we'll be speaking again soon. I mean, I don't know how how how. <laughs> How bright that makes the future for people that they know they're going to have to talk to me soon. But. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll be talking soon. You're going to hear from me really, really soon. Stay um, well, so we can talk soon. <laughs> I honestly, William, even though I'm hearing the words out of your mouth right now, it is honestly pretty jarring to hear you say "talk soon." Like that to me just does not fit with the guy, the guy I know. Yeah, but you know, we all put on different right, masks yeah, uh, professionally. So. That is one hell of a mask. Oh, it's a good mask. <laughs> Great mask. Um, I do, I do, you know, I, I've, I have to concede, you know, with, with vendors and, and uh, people outside, outside of the company, uh, I've used a best. I don't feel good about it. I feel silly. It's it seems like an absurd, absurd thing to write in 2020. But I've put best on emails this year for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I can't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> what I can try to do is suggest we move on to another <laughs> segment of this interminable podcast. <laughs> I just. <Best. laughs> I'm going to say best to this segment. <laughs> Signed, sincerely yours, Simon <laughs> Drew McCormack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to get to the mailbag now. And Let's do it. I am talking IRL Jay-Z motherfuckers. Yes. Uh, thanks for hitting us up, IRL Jay-Z, on Twitter. Uh, always good to hear from you. Glad you're you're out there doing doing okay. Still able to get on the the Twitter and and listen to podcasts. Um, yeah, thank you. Looking forward to one day, perhaps running into you again at the Barclays Center, if ever humans are allowed to congregate anywhere again um yeah so thank if you you're for one your of the question. lucky 500 <laughs> i'm thinking it's part of me and this is part of the sort of corona delusion you know wishful thinking world you have to go to every now and again uh-huh. part of me is thinking that next season you know if there are going to be extreme limitations on numbers of people congregating someplace yes they might have like a block night where the block gets admitted for for an evening of of Nets basketball at the arena, <laughs> where where instead of only <laughs> only selling a whatever a, a point one percent of the capacity, they decide to sell zero percent, and still like a third of the block just doesn't bother. Right, coming. exactly. Please get there at six thirty. Oh boy, like uh, uh, you know. I really just wanted I was in it for the tryout, you know. <laughs> that that time when you humiliated me, making me scream for meaningless <laughs> crap for hours. That was really why I did it. To actually go and watch basketball for free really close to the court, that sounds dumb. Yeah, that's a commitment. <laughs> 
So anyway, back to the questions here, Simon. We're going to yep. do, this is a IRL Jay-Z Nets Isolation Superlatives. Mm-hmm. So we are going to pick Nets, Nets who relate to these various um, COVID isolation superlatives. Yes. All right, first one. Most likely Net to hoard toilet paper. Yes. Who do you got? Kevin Durant, so that the media, members of the media cannot get any. Hmm. Okay, good, good, good. I had for this one DeAndre Jordan. Okay, how come? Um, because just as, as it is totally unnecessary for him to ever play basketball again, um, it's totally unnecessary for him to hoard toilet paper. He could just <laughs> go to the bodega down his block or, you right. know, hire a million postmates to go do it for him. Sure. But um, he seems pretty committed to the act of pointless things. So <laughs> I could see him as a hoarder of TP. <laughs> okay. Have I mentioned that I'm not a huge DeAndre Jordan fan? <laughs> yes. What what would your what would your salutation to DeAndre Jordan be? I warmly. I think I would say kind regards. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's a very good one. Um. All right, next one. Most likely net to get caught sneaking over to a girlfriend's. Yes. Uh, for me, Simon. Yeah. Kyrie Irving. You want to know why? Yes. Rules don't apply to Kyrie Irving. <laughs> very good. And also, very, if he were good. caught, he would somehow relate it to Malcolm X, Gandhi, and <laughs> Nelson Mandela. Yes, absolutely. And the Lakota Sioux tribe. Did you see this? <laughs> no, I didn't. What did he say? He Well, his, his mom was... The I was actually going to get into this to this later, but but it doesn't. I have to do it now. Uh, he his his he donated um, food and uh, N95 masks to the um, the. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just looking it up here. Um, the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. Okay. Um, which his mother was a um, member of, although. It says here that uh, this is the Nets Daily story um, that she lived on the reservation until her adoption at a young age. Okay. Um, okay. P- possibly in some sort of ethnic cleansing uh, program, but right, like Indian uh, school type thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Where she lost all of her culture and <clears throat> identity. Okay. Right. And um, was lucky <laughs> because she at least didn't contract some heinous disease and right. died. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yes. Um, okay. So mine was, mine was Nick Claxton. Um, just because I think he's a young, you know, he's a young, good looking young man who, you know, I I have to imagine was looking forward to parlaying his NBA, um, playing them right into, uh, strange (laughs) into a little thing we call strange. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> uh, all right. Most likely net to discover baking bread. I have a feeling we have the same answer to this. Who do you have, Simon? <laughs> Joe Harris. Of course it's Joe Harris. <laughs> he, yeah. 
I thought about coming up with something more clever, but I, didn't. I mean, it's just I mean, when it, when when it's he's clearly baking bread. He's clearly baking bread. Yeah. He also posted his favorite TV shows and movies the other day online. Claire told me about it. Uh, I think maybe it must have been on Instagram or something. Oh, nice. Um, the movies were all Avenger movies, all superhero movies, but some of the mm. TV shows I think were kind of good. Yeah. Um, okay. He's a cultured guy. I mean, his five favorite movies are Avenger movies. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. Maybe anyway. Maybe he likes them ironically. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. Most likely net to have put on 10 pounds. Uh, for me, William, this is your old friend DeAndre Jordan. Okay. Why? Uh, I just feel like he's not big into conditioning. I mean, <laughs> any any aspersion cast on DeAndre, I'm fine to uh, I support. You know, I'm behind. But my guy is. I mean, I hope it's Jared Allen, but it's not going to be. Um, <laughs> it's my boy Chris Chioza. Oh, nice. He's got, I mean, no shade, Chris. I have, we have similar body types. <laughs> like, he's a dude who looks like when he retires, he's, he's going to pack it on the weight. <laughs> uh, like, you know, it, it, he's just a thicker build. And he's not, right. and he's not that tall, which, 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 no. which hurts. So he doesn't right. have that lankiness. It's like guard Barkley. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, most likely to have dropped five pounds. Mm-hmm. For me, that's Jared Allen. Um, I, I feel <laughs> like I, the entire nutritional staff of the Nets has basically spent the time since Jared Allen got drafted um, concocting ways for him to gain weight. Yes. Uh, to bulk up. And he has a little bit. A little bit. Yep, a little bit. <laughs> but not much. And now left to his own, like, not to have a 24-hour nutritional staff around to sort of push push the uh, fatty growth diet that he, yeah. he, he was on. Um, I just worry that he is going to lose it all, man. I think he's going to come back rail thin. I agree. Uh, is that who you had? Uh, I had Musa because I think similarly, <laughs> like that guy just cannot get bigger. I mean, he's only been in the league for two, two years, right. but you know, so he's still got time, but he is just a skinny mini. Do you think, do you think, all right. Do you think he will have lost more pounds than he will have put degrees of angle on his hunch? <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. That guy plays low. <laughs> that guy has I mean, I am sitting here hunched over a microphone and it is not a flattering posture by any means. Uh but that guy has really bad posture. Yes. All right. The net, the happiest alone award. Who is the happiest net to be alone right now? For me, Simon, <clears throat> it's KD. Oh, interesting. He's, okay. He is a true misanthrope. Uh, the <laughs> presence of others just seems to bring him down or at least sort of exacerbate what appears to be a pretty <clears throat> um, 
I don't want to use like a contemporary diagnostic language like bipolar, but let's just say he seems to be a pretty moody guy. <laughs> and uh, I'm, not, I'm not a psychologist, <laughs> but there's a disease for this. So I think solitude is going to do what I think he needs some alone time. Honestly, I really do. I think he's sure. going to thrive by himself. I think that that, I think that that is very, very possible. I think the only person that might, to me, enjoy being alone more than Kevin Durant yeah. is Kyrie Irving. Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the other one, for sure. Uh, America's should have been a tennis player or whatever, as you've said. Right, right. Uh, all right. Most likely to have kids invade the team hangout. So who, yes. who's having kids uh, zoom, bomb the Zoom? I I suspect it is Spencer Dinwiddie. I know he has a kid. That which is puts... <laughs> that's exactly what I put. <laughs> uh, my, my, ex, my reason is only because I know he has at least one kid. Yes, and it seems possible that that kid could... I, I don't know if the kid is old enough to walk, but if I believe it's... He's a she. Oh, I'm not going to go that far. But. Okay. But anyway, they, um, <laughs> right. Will I don't, invade. I don't, I don't ascribe a gender to a child until it can tell me what it would prefer. Sure. Sure. Well, anyway, parents get very annoyed when I refer to their children as it, it is a natural, like I don't consciously do it, but I, it's very, very difficult for me to, to call like a, an infant a he or a she. Mm-hmm. And parents do seem to get annoyed, just like some like animal uh, owners get annoyed if you like refer to their animal as an it. Like, do you really do? Do you really need your dog or cat to be a he or a she? Yeah, well, I think it's uh, I think it's a matter of like sort of thinking of them as an object as opposed to a a living sentient creature who's capable of a heteronormative human being. And- yeah, you know. Well, no, I think it's more about uh, acknowledging their their humanity or not humanity. Their um, you know their gendered their, the bestiality. <laughs> yeah, sure. They're they're living. They're living, breathing, thinking, feeling or, organisms rather than uh, objects. Okay, so I'm objectifying the animal or child. Correct. Okay. All right. Um, Simon, net that's most likely to have filled up his museum in Animal Crossing. So I yes, I, I will venture a guess that this is the game. Animal uh-huh. Crossing, right? Correct. I, yes, it is a game. I have not personally played Animal Crossing. Have you? Okay. No. Um, has Hillary? Uh, I don't think so. There aren't as many, like, I I guess because there aren't as many real-world consequences to feeding the animals in Animal Crossing that she wouldn't be interested. Correct. She's got too much time spent feeding actual 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 animals. animals. Um, Okay. I picked Karis LeVert because, uh, but I honestly have zero justification or rationale for, for having picked him on this one. Okay. I I think it's Jared Allen. I think Jared Allen would meticulously fill up his um 
his museum. Okay, great. Uh, what animal would you want to cross into your museum, Simon? <laughs> um, cheetah. Oh, of course. I, for- I always forget your favorite animals in cheetah. Um, at a certain I don't know point, why. I mention I, it every week. I know. I feel like at a, at a, there was a time in our lives, maybe college sometime, when I probably thought about your favorite animal being a cheetah. Almost on a daily basis, but it, it doesn't yeah. cross my mind as much anymore. It um, was college. And that is a true shame. <laughs> yeah. There are about 12 cheetahs on Earth. Uh, you know what animal I would want? Who? I'm sorry, I didn't ask. Um, I don't know, like a turtle or a fish? Something that's super easy to take care of that you don't have to care about. Maybe you don't get an animal. Is it okay to to just have a a museum with other stuff than animals in it? Very possible. We do have no idea of what you fill up your museum with is other animals. I just want to put that out there. Right, right, right. Um, Okay. Well, okay. For that, well, well, hey, let's table it till we learn more about Animal Crossing. If you guys know what animal, what what happens in Animal Crossing, what you can put in an Animal Crossing museum, hit us up. Let us know at maybe next time on Twitter. Uh, DM us. Let us let us know what you've got in your museum. Yeah, what's in your museum? Uh, <laughs> why aren't you telling us? Um, <laughs> thank you, IRL Jay Z, for for those cues. We really appreciate it. Oh, there there are three more that you sent later. Oh, okay. We're not quite done yet, buddy. All right, most likely to teach a class on Zoom. Who and what? I said Spencer Dinwiddie would likely be the teacher. That that checks out, don't you think? Yeah, he would be the prof. He'd be the prof. And I think he'd, he'd start with cryptocurrency because he's, you know, it's a it's a a passion of his, but I think he would co- soon become convinced that he could teach on almost anything, um, and would, would have a number <laughs> of other courses. Yeah. I, I, I think Kyrie Irving would teach mindfulness. Oh God. Uh, most likely to not, uh, be wearing pants on video chat. Yow. A, a trickster, a prankster. Uh, I, I feel like all of like, I don't know. Are, are you wearing pants around? Oh, you, yeah, you do wear pants exclusively, huh? Yes. I've exclusively worn shorts um, for the last four or five weeks. Are you cold? No. I, I mean, I run hot. Okay. I go outside. I go. I go outside in, in shorts. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Most likely to not come back to the office. Wait, we didn't actually answer that one. We just huh? talked about what we wear. Oh, I saw. Yeah, we'll go on to the next one. Most likely to not come back to the out. Do you, unless you have a good answer. Do you have a good answer? Uh, no, frankly. Okay. Um, uh, like I expect so much from us, you know, that unless we have a great answer to one of sure. these, I don't feel that we should share it. Shorts. Um, no, not pants. That's what it was. Not pants. Exactly. Uh, most likely to not come back to the office. And this is the final one. Mm. Most likely to not come back to the office. Who is the most, like, dejected? I would say Torian Prince. Torian Prince. He seemed like he had the most 
he was the most crestfallen of any of any net um, by the time the season came to an abrupt halt. Um, I had, and this sort of feeds into my biggest fear, Simon. Uh huh. Kevin Durant. Uh, huh. You know, one thing I'm I'm taking away from from the last dance is the 93 Jordan. The guy who is hounded relentlessly by the media, who is as a result condemned to basically spend all his time uh, holed up in his hotel room away from anyone. He can't go outside without hordes of people, uh, you know, wanting something from him. Uh-huh. Um, and it just seems to, you know, really wear him down to the point where he ended up retiring. Uh, and obviously he came back later, but he, he did retire for a time. And I, f- I just feel like KD, you know, it's not a good, it's, it has not seemed to be fun for him for the last few years. Uh, maybe Brooklyn will be a rejuvenation station, but, um, hard to tell <laughs> considering he basically does zero Brooklyn Nets media appearances. Um, so not obviously loving his time with the Nets. I, would, I wouldn't say the, the, uh, his, his, um, little press presser at uh, media day would give you the sense that he's, he's pumped no. uh, to be in BK. So I'm becoming increasingly, uh, worried that he is just going to up and retire. Sure. Say, fuck it. It's not worth it. Sure. Um, all right. Well, thank you again for the questions, IRL Jay-Z. We're moving on to our next mailbag question from Tom Dre, Blatches. Yes. All right. Like, uh, name a type of mustard for each of the net starting five. Now, I didn't actually do this. I, I, I want to I say that. He said, who is French's yellow, for instance? And then he answers it, Joe Harris. <laughs> so there we go. Joe Harris is your French's mustard. And he says Dijon, honey. So I have a net for Dijon and for, for honey. Okay, great. Uh, my Dijon, Simon, and <laughs> I don't think this will come as any surprise to you. Uh, Dijon's my favorite, my favorite mustard. Really? No, oh, I'm a huge Dijon fan. Huge. Okay. Um, and therefore... Uh, Dijon's going to be my favorite net, meaning Dijon is Wilson Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Who's your Dijon? My Dijon is Kyrie Irving because I think that Kyrie Irving, because to me Dijon is like, the, the mustard, I don't want to offend you here, William, but the mustard that people <laughs> think is, like, very, like, classy and, and uh-huh. you know, sort of upper crust mustard. But it's not. You can buy it for the exact same price as any mustard on, on in the aisle. Um, sometimes they sort of uh, tout that it's uh, that it has, like, wine in Chardonnay, it. yes. Chardonnay, yes. We have a Chardonnay-infused yeah. one over here. And so very I feel, oaky, yeah, Very oaky. Very oaky. Yeah, right. Yeah. So to me, Kyrie it has kind of this like he's built up his um 
you know, his like intellectualism in a very sort of fake way that I feel like only works if you're like, you know, are easily fooled into thinking someone is smart. Um, yes, that's my answer. Okay. Um, honey mustard, honey Mm, mustard, honey honey mustard for me is my least favorite, is my least favorite mustard. Now I want to, I want to confess something to you, Simon. Okay. In high school, I went through a pretty serious honey mustard phase. <laughs> hey, it's a time we don't really know our so we're still coming into our own. We're, we're still f- learning who we are. Exactly, Simon. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I knew I knew you'd be understanding about this. <laughs> um, honestly, whenever I just need to open up I know okay. this. This is a safe space to do it. And I'm that... here for me. Don't <laughs> tell me about any of your salutations anymore, though. <laughs> uh, so honey mustard's my least favorite, though I did have a dalliance with it in high school, um, mm-hmm. and therefore honey mustard for me is Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. the man mm. who. I mean, obviously DeAndre Jordan is is the worst because he's. There's no upside to him. Like, he can't Uh actually be good at basketball, and he represents the complete dissolution of the Nets that I loved. Um, But I just feel like Kyrie's toxicity is is spreading even faster than it has in his previous, uh, previous stops. Along his NBA career, so um, yes. he's my least favorite guy. What's your? Who's your honey mustard? Mine is uh, it is Karis Levert, who I pick because honey mustard. I really like honey mustard on in nuggets. Mm. So that is the one specific time that I really like honey mustard. And to me, Karis Levert under very specific circumstances can be very very good. Um, what other types of mustard? What 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 types of mustard are we leaving off here? I well, classic yellow. Well, that's the French's, right? right that's your right. French's. Yeah, I think Joe Harris is 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 a good pick for that. Yeah. I, I very much like it, but it's not like I go around craving. No, and I actually we don't mustard. have any. That's the one type of mustard we don't. Well, no, I don't have honey mustard. We only have Dijon, uh, but. <laughs> I don't have any French's, but I do. I do really love a French's, and me too. And I think they're a great circumstances for it. And you know, my my um, my ve- uh, vegan uh, turkey cheddar sandwich, right? Yes, with peanut butter, right? Pe- peanut butter and French's yellow mustard on a tortilla, and I promise you, it will taste like indis- It'll taste indistinguishable from turkey cheddar sandwich, right? Um, but yeah, what other, uh, I guess there's a creamy mustard. It's like a mayo mustard combo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's just a ton. I mean, there, the, those companies are nothing if not innovative in terms of proliferating distinctions without meaning, um, on, yes. on their, their saucy products. Totally. Totally. Um, all right, so another one related to menus that uh, that Tom sent in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants us to take our Nets dates, as we did last time. We took our Nets dates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Yeah. Uh, he wants us to take them to River Cafe. 
Yo, yo, yo. They were refusing to close down during quarantine, apparently, but they have finally closed yeah. down. Um, According to their website, maybe right. that's just to throw off the It's Johnny It's sort Law. of your standard issue, fancy, fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, very different than Ruth's Chris. I mean, Ruth's, I guess, has a pretension of being fancy, but this is like a legitimately fancy restaurant. Right. It, it has a Michelin star. Right. It has a chef. You have to wear a coat, I learned today, to, to eat there, a sports coat. Ooh, la la. Sorry, gentlemen must wear a sports coat. Right. Right. I guess, what do we have to wear? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a slam dunk. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Um, so we are going to take our two two nets of our choice to on a dinner date to the River Cafe. Yes. Uh, Simon, who are you taking this week? Last week you took Karis LeVert and I took Wilson Chandler. Who are you taking this week? I'm going to take Kyrie Irving because oh. I was so enamored with his once again. You'll recall that he used his birthday to leverage into um, positive press. He's now used his deceased mother's uh, um, uh, life to uh, tout his giving spirit. Um, so I think he deserves to go with me to get yeah so that's my pick okay what about you great um i think i don't know i feel like i had a really nice time with wilson chandler last time so i'm gonna take him again (laughs) great perfect all right so let's start out with the appetizer simon and i'm thinking because this doesn't have the cascading like sub genres of dishes that you can order like last time we had about a 17 course meal yeah um this time it's just it's it they, they keep it simple it's a appetizer and main course maybe we can get a dessert i'm sure there's a dessert somewhere on here uh yeah there is a dessert so we can do a dessert too but let's do two apps and a main each Great. so what Great. are your what are your apps my app, my first app that I absolutely have to have is the Bay Scallop Ceviche, chilled <laughs> on the half shell with sea beans, don't know what those are, tomato, and coriander, or as it's sometimes called, cilantro. <laughs> but not on this menu, it's coriander. I, personally, Simon, I love ceviche. I don't yeah, get to eat too. it often. I don't even see what you're talking about on this menu, but that sounds amazing. Are you on the brunch menu? No, no, no. I'm on the uh, dinner menu, brother. Oh, William, it's a Mother's Day brunch. Oh, it's a Mother's Day brunch. Okay, let's get over to the brunch menu. <laughs> Boy, that's going to throw everything off. Uh, okay, great. No, it's not really. I haven't chosen anything yet. Uh, Bay scallop <laughs> ceviche. My God, coriander. That is such a fancy way of saying... Uh, Cilantro, but yeah, but it can't fool me. Um, and then my second one is going to be you know, it's a fancy restaurant, William, when they don't list the prices. Oh, yeah, but even this, which they don't on here, but even this place feels feels the need to tell you that if you're going to get their caviar service, <laughs> you will be spending anywhere between $95 and $180 per ounce. And I, since I'm hoping Kyrie will pay, fat chance of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to get the Caspian Sea Golden Ocetra Asipenzer Gueldenstadt. Gueldenstadt. Each, each 
word in that description gets harder and harder to say. Yeah, no, that and that's why you get up to the 180 per ounce price on that guy. Yeah, I'm absolutely. glad though, Simon. Thank you for not, uh, at least on this show, selling out and going for the cheapo Siberian sturgeon. No, um, if you're going in for uh, for a caviar, you go all the way, right? Exactly. Uh, so Caspian Sea Golden Ocetra, that sounds delightful. Uh, for 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 me, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start out modestly and okay. uh, get us just some chilled East West Coast oysters. I love love Simon going around and sort of identifying the differences between the the oysters from different coasts. Okay, I find West is creamier, William. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, uh, more melony, I'd say. More melony. Mm, okay. yeah, melony forward. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to hit it hard on the back end of that, and I'm going to go <laughs> with a Wagyu steak tartare. Oh, excellent. I love a steak tartare. Have you had steak tartare? Yes, I have. I think I've had it one one time, maybe twice, but I can remember one time having it with uh, Kyle at Mayfield. Mm, you are a true Mayfield. That is putting your life in oh, God's hands, My William. God. Well, I think by the time we were eating dinner, we'd had enough uh, alcohol to kill <laughs> any bacteria that might okay. have been in our body. Okay. All right. What are you doing for a main before we hit the dis- – oh, wait. Can I ask, what do you, what do you, I, I mean, I don't see a clear drinks menu, but what are you going to order to go with your caviar and ceviche? Oh, I get a mimosa. Just a mimosa. If it's brunch, it's got to be a mimosa. Okay. I thought maybe you'd go with a, a vodka or something because of the, the caviar. I don't, I have never had caviar. <laughs> oh, I, well, I just, isn't it like a, 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 a very Russian thing? Ah, uh, yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Okay, great. Um, and I think I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have a sparkling wine for mm. sure because it, it'll yeah. just go nicely with the oysters I think. Sure, um, that sounds good. All right, what's your main? My main is going to be the waffle eggs Benedict, which basically sounds like a fancy McGriddle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Read us what's in it. It is for those of us not reading the menu ourselves at home. <laughs> it is, yeah, if you haven't pulled this up, <laughs> folks, um, you're lost. Waffles Eggs Benedict comes with poached eggs, of course, oatmeal and grain waffle, uh, lightly smoked ham loin, just lightly smoked on that loin, sure. and then classic lemon hollandaise. Uh, that is the one part of this that is in any sort of Eggs Benedict that has ever existed besides this. <laughs> right. Probably not a lemon one, but a hollandaise of, of sorts. Yeah. Uh, Simon, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to get the American Red Snapper. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you try to get the Red Snapper at Ruth's Chris? No, that was the Chilean sea bass. The Chilean right, right. sea bass, my man. Right, right. Uh, at <laughs> least that's what they say it is. Yeah. What, what draws you to the Red Snapper, William? Well... You mean other than it's sautéed with lobster, brown butter, grilled otachuk, ravioli, and fresh artichoke? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Besides that, Besides- if you even need another reason. <laughs> um, I'm feeling super patriotic right now, uh, so I like that America is in the title. Um, mm-hmm. I like that ravioli has been 
been put in its place as like an accompanying aspect of the main dish, but not yeah. as the main dish itself. And fresh artichoke, Simon, is a pretty special thing, especially if you get a little butter dipping sauce to go with it. Uh, you know, the first time I ever had an artichoke, would you like to know whose family I was eating with when I had artichoke for the Dave first time? Dave No, but another Dave, and you know him. He was in your grade. Uh, Swotsy? David Swotsy, yes. When I was really? a kid. We, we, lived, we grew up on the same block. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I we hung out a bunch, and we're in the same grade for a while. Uh, and so we were friends then, and um, I went over to his parents' house, and, and Christine Swotsy, the matriarch, uh, <laughs> had boiled up some... Some delicious artichokes, a th- an object I had never seen. It was a totally alien thing, and they're pretty cool looking. Yeah. Um, and they had a little butter dish, and we just, I couldn't believe how delicious it was, um, even as like a whatever, like seven or eight year old or something. Uh, yeah. It was pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, William, I, I, I don't know how often you're purchasing artichokes these days, but if you if you ever do or find yourself eating one um, as a mayo head, it's quite good with mayonnaise. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, all right, Simon, should we h- hit the dessert table? Sure. You'll have to. T- oh, is that in the dinner? You dinner just go menu? to. No, go to the menus and there is a. And it oh, has there's a, just a dessert yeah. menu. Wow. So I'm well, wondering, I Simon, do you, I was going to say, do you think it's going to come on a cart? Yes. I really, really think so. All right. Well, I'm going to let you. You go first on this one. Okay. Well, first things first, I am not getting the cheese plate. I've been burned by so many dessert cheese plates. It's insane. I hate them. I will never eat them. Um, I am going to get, where have you been burned by one? What's it? What's just, you know, when I, you know, when I, I don't know, like just, you know, when I've been to fancy restaurants, sometimes people get the cheese plate. Okay. I don't like it. I don't want it. I, I don't get it. I truly don't get it. Yeah. Okay. I, I like cheese, but I don't want the dessert. I cheese love, plate. I, I love cheese. It seems an inappropriate time to have cheese. And I am someone who doesn't mind more savory, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it isn't what I. It isn't. It isn't how I want to conclude a meal for sure. Absolutely. Well, that proves you're sane. Okay. Um, so I am going to get the goat cheese uh, cheesecake. I I knew this was coming. Nice choice. <laughs> nice choice. Well, William, listeners, William once had to accompany me. All the way down to Little Italy, um, which even at the time had basically completely shrunk to about seven quote-unquote restaurants, which were just I, – I don't know. I, I have no idea what you could even call them. But like the woman – for because I had a hankering for an Italian desserti. And uh, the, the, woman, the woman who was as surprised as we were to be in – that we were in there um, – brought out what was quite clearly a uh, long-time refrigerated piece of cheesecake uh, for me to enjoy. And I don't know what you got. I think you might have just eaten your uh, tears of rage. I sat there and scowled. (laughs) I couldn't believe what we were doing there. But, But yeah, but I love a, a cheesecake. It, it, It is nice because it did provide us a story to tell for decades to come. Yes. It was also a time when we... 
when our disposable income was of a nature that frivolities like that were not um, not commonplace. No, they were not. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> that, that, that must have necessitated a week of dollar pizza. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you took the what I would call the gem of the dessert menu. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I though no, don't worry. You're 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 perfectly entitled to your goat cheese cheesecake. Um, I'm gonna get Simon, and I honestly at this point don't care who knows it. Uh, <laughs> the hot souffle. Mmm. So it's got your Valrona Dulce. Mm-hmm. Which, Do you know what that is? Um, something that's sweet, I'm guessing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, because vol- it's dul- vol- yeah. yeah, dulce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dulce. 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 Uh, <laughs> dulce Hilario. Um, <laughs> Varlona is capitalized, so it probably is a proper noun, and it, it maybe is like a sweet liquor of some kind. Ah, Okay. Um, souffle, we all know and love a souffle, uh-huh. means breath in French, Simon. Oh, interesting. Uh, and roasted pineapple ice cream spiced. So I know roasting pineapple is, 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 a, is a thing. People, yeah. people are into it for sure. <laughs> I, I don't know that I would number myself. Uh, you know, in that group of of roasted pineapple lovers, but mm-hmm. sounds okay. I like that. I like that it's spiced. Yes. Um. I'm never going to complain about that, and uh, I also enjoy that it's hot. <laughs> a hot, a hot souffle. Hot, 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 hot. Um, okay. Well, thank you, Tom Dre, for the suggestion. Yeah, can't, thank you, Tom. Can't wait to hit it up, get our sports coats dusted off. Oh, my God, Simon, we still have the Star Wars. Oh, boy. We teased it. Now you got to please it. Um, <laughs> I can go quickly. We're a minute and ten in. Uh, and I just want to wish everyone – I want. I just want to say to everyone out there, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> um, yes. So we're talking about Star Wars. When I was a kid, Simon, my cousin Greg Botts. Uh, Your cousin Greg what? Botts. Greg Botts. He's actually technically like my mom's cousin, but we were robots? like. Robots? Yeah, but Botts. B-O-T-T-S. That is my uh, maternal grandmother's last name, Botts. Got it. Uh, Greg Botts, my actual mom's cousin, but who I call, referred to as cousin because we were closer okay. in age. He went to Sandia High School, Simon, and he, uh, he, uh, they, um, I don't know what the appropriate term is. They sort of adopted, in a, uh, they sort of adopted David Gibson. Oh, of the Lobos. Of the Lobos. Lobos point guard. UNM Lobos point guard in the 90s. Uh, not a flashy scorer. Mm-hmm. Not a flashy passer. No. Um, 
but I think his best virtue was he was the one guy on the team who could dribble it up and not turn it over by dribbling it up the court. <laughs> that was a, a different, maybe a different time in college basketball. I don't really watch college basketball, but basically his main virtue was a point guard who would not immediately lose the ball to the other team. And he, I think he could play defense. He was good at D. He tried yeah. really hard on yeah. D. He was, he was a hard worker. Um, obviously never, never made it to the next level, but anyway, it was always cool to know him and he was, you know, like the, by far the, the best athlete I've ever sort of personally known mm-hmm. could play at a division one school on, on a scholarship. Um, but anyway, from Greg Bott, Simon, when I was a kid, I got all his used, um, Star Wars toys. Okay. So I had whatever the ship was. Millennium Falcon, something like that. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I so I got right. that, and uh, you know, just a bunch of Star Wars stuff. And the toys were really fun to play with. Okay. But the, the, what I'm getting at, Simon, is that th- this was this was Greg Botts's thing. You know, this was his generation. <laughs> Greg, it, it came out. Like, I mean, the first goddamn movie came out in 1977. I was negative seven years old. Right. So. To say I have a deep and profound affinity for Star Wars is would be a, a gross misrepresentation. I did like the toys. I, of course, have seen the movies. Uh-huh. Kind of liked them as a kid. I don't know. You know, you're supposed to like them, so I, I tried to. I <laughs> would probably n- not want to watch a Star Wars movie again if, if, I, if I had the choice. Yep, I wouldn't say probably. I would say definitely. You feel that way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and as I've said to you, you know this. I feel. I feel that love. A lot of people our age and younger who say that who are obsessed with Star Wars, especially the original Star Wars, are are similar to people who are our age or younger who claim to be obsessed with the Beatles, mm-hmm. who are sort of like taking on this this nostalgia of other peoples, of our of our mm. elders. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in no way our nostalgia. Like, I'm nostalgic for Jurassic Park as a film, or bands mm-hmm. like, like a Nirvana or a Snoop Dogg, who are like the first tapes and CDs, or... or um, who is the other one? Oh, Salt and Pepper was one of my first tapes. Oh yeah, you, you know, gotta, like those yeah. things. I'm like nostalgic for, but like sure. to say like, oh man, the Beatles were the best ever, man. It's like, yeah, I, you just spent too much time with your fucking baby boomer parents. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. So anyway, <laughs> that said, we're doing a segment on Star Wars. <laughs> That's Darth Vader. Yeah, that was excellent. Thank you. Yeah, no, really, job well done. Uh, <laughs> all right, I actually, speaking of that, uh, I have one for Darth Vader. Oh, great. Uh, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Uh, what do you, I have one other one. I'll just get it out of the way. Jabba the Hutt. Oh, okay. Who? Fat piece of shit. DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think DeAndre Jordan could also pop, be chewy. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I actually thought the same thing. Yeah. Cause he's like the I, funny sidekick, you know, right. lug, tall, tall. Yeah. Tall, lovable, but you got to kind of like. You know, keeping these annoying as well. Um, uh, okay, so my two were um, C3PO is Jared Allen. Oh, okay. my. <laughs> 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 I 
this ground again. <laughs> I never. Master um, Skywalker? <laughs> oh, and oh, how dare oh, you? You have, you have bested me again. Um, <laughs> the call on that, young man. <laughs> and then. And he's my, skinny, too. Yeah, right, exactly. He kind of like clunks around. Um, uh, and then my last one is uh, Torian Prince's Jar Jar Binks. Uh, <laughs> because, do you know Jar Jar Binks? He was in the new, the, the, yeah. like, uh, the episode one or whatever. Exactly. And there was so much. The, the reason I, I relate it to him is that there was so much anticipation for, for that movie. And then just as there was, like, we heard tons of buzz about Torian Prince being, like, an amazing player. He can really shoot it. He's going to be amazing. And then you watch the movie and people universally said, wow, I don't ever want to see Jar Jar Binks in anything. And they completely slotted him out of right. the entire rest of the franchise. And uh, Torian Prince is someone that uh, I think pretty much every Nets fan is happy to, you know, if we never see him again. Right. I, now, I will say, so I went to um, – when Star Wars Episode One came out, I think that was yeah. late middle school for us. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I went uh, with Dave DeLeo to the recently built Coronado Mall Ooh. to watch it because it had like some special sound thing there that uh, only uh, like Coronado. That was, or sorry, sorry, not Coronado. Cottonwood. 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 Sure. Yeah. So Cottonwood. Um, and it had like so for those of you who are not from Albuquerque, it was like the new mall built on like the far west side of the city where like all the new development and everything there is like a TGI Fridays or some shitty chain. Um, so they built this giant mall and it had better seating. So we went there and watched it. And uh, I think it's one of maybe two times I've been to Cottonwood Mall in my life. Um, and I gotta say, I of course. Uh, will shit on Jar Jar Binks, you know uh-huh. now, and uh-huh. and I know you. No one's gonna come out and 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 defend Jar Jar. <laughs> I think someone is but, about to. Uh, but I remember kind of liking <laughs> Jar Jar in the movie, like walking away from the movie, being like, "That was a fun, like, uh, funny character that was in the in the film. He was at least memorable. Like, I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in Episode One other than right. Jar Jar Binks. Sure." That is completely fair. He was memorable. Okay. <laughs> but you think he was memorably awful? Correct. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I don't know what happened in that first movie. I, I So to your point, that is fair to say. Right. I, I, I honestly could not tell you one thing about that film. Well, what's-her-name is in it? Uh, Natalie Portman. Oh, oh, my God. Princess Anudala. An- uh, Amidala, yeah. Amidala. I think. Right. <laughs> Put it in your spank bank and move on. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. Wow. Okay, yeah. More memories than I thought of episode one are now coming back to me. Yeah. Um. What a franchise! <laughs> you got your uh, your parents happier coming up pretty soon here, William. Good God, we've been going forever. Um, I want to find out when May the Fourth be with you started. Okay. Would you indulge me in that? 
Uh, William, it's not my happy hour, buddy. Uh, tell me about one thing happening in Nets Nation that you're hopeful about. Uh, one thing. Huh. Um, I am hopeful that Kevin, I'm hopeful about Kevin Durant. I yes. am, even even though I'm terrified of seeing him play and having my hopes dashed, I am hopeful about Kevin Durant. Great. That's a perfect answer. We might have the best player in the NBA on our team next season. That, yeah. is, that, is, that is a great comforting thought right now. Thank you. Mm. Sure. Uh, Simon, over under, uh, May the 4th be with you began in 2000. I'm going to say over. As in after 2000? After 2000, yes. yes. you're correct. All right. May the 4th began with you over under 2010. Under. Uh, Over. 2011. Ooh, okay. So this is of recent vintage for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had 10 years to, to get hip to it, but um, I don't know. It just hasn't stuck with me. Uh, <laughs> all right. Simon, this has been our longest, without a doubt, without a question, our longest podcast ever. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? It's necessary. We've been, we haven't talked, we haven't spoken. Uh, we haven't done one in two weeks. We have spoken, but we have yeah. not done one of these Nearly in two every weeks. Day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice though, right? It is. It's great. Yes. Um, okay. So thank you for doing this. Where can people reach us, get in touch, uh, etc.? You've got to find us um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, at maybe next time and send us your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your restaurant suggestions to maybe next time at gmail.com. And please find us wherever you get podcasts. We should pretty much be there. Um, and give us five stars, please. Um, and thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you for, an hour and 22 minutes about all things Nets Nation. Yes. Uh, would Same you here. do me the great honor of <laughs> taking us out of this thing? Sure thing. I guess we'll go ahead and see ya next time. <laughs> I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording. A favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read